Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Ooh. Hey, Dan. Hey, Keith. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying mm. we don't have a sponsor this week, but <laughs> Yingling Beer, mm-hmm. uh, not to be confused with Youngling, because um, that's what Anakin kills. I kill the Yinglings. Uh, Anna, uh, Anakin Beer. Yingling Beer, um, uh, Pottstown, Pennsylvania, I want to say? Uh, somewhere up somewhere. there. I feel like the cans in the Northeast say Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Right. Anyway, but, very yeah, close Pottsville. to where... Pottsville, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very close to where we grew up, and uh, I grew up drinking this fucking swill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Yingling. It has a cult following. A lot of people I've never had it don't like it because it's a very dry, mm. you know, watered yeah. down lager taste, which I love because yeah. I'm not the it's biggest very beer American beer. beer. <laughs> yeah, but it is the oldest brewery in America, mm-hmm. or at least I should say the oldest still brewing. Yeah. Like, at least continually brewing. Yeah, and it's it's the biggest family-owned brewery in the country as well. Yeah, and uh, nothing to do with movies, but I, I said we're going to drink some Yinglings because it just came to Texas. Yeah. We, I used to uh, drive to New Orleans uh, for, my, uh, for my adult marching band and bring back cases of this shit. Oh, man. When I drink drove to Philly, uh-huh. I brought back two cases in my trunk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not great beer, but it's <laughs> it, nostalgic. It tastes like home. It does taste yeah. like a, it's like a pretzel in a can. <laughs> yeah. Cheese steak in a can. Oh, that makes so much for sense. <laughs> you get a soft pretzel and a yangling. Yeah. It's basically a liquid carbs. pretzel. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, now we can do the actual show. <laughs> the noises you're going to hear of us slurping, because I have a mustache, uh, is going to be us drinking yingling beer. Now, mm, hashtag not an ad. If anyone listening works for yingling, mm-hmm. boy, would I love some fucking money. Uh, you <laughs> or can, free beer. Or free beer. Or, <laughs> or some both. swag. Yeah. I keep talking about how I'm going to try and get like a yingling uh, beer like neon sign for the mm. house and just have it out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, apparently it's uh they they got a uh, a, a plant in Fort Worth now. Which oh, is yeah? the uh, why why we can actually get it in Texas? Oh now. look at that! It says Fort Worth. Fuck! I'm yeah. pouring this down the fucking drain. This is bullshit. <laughs> Send it from Philly. No, this is great. I yeah. love Yingling. So if anyone from Yingling is listening, hit us up. Uh, this is episode 152. Mm-hmm. There are no new reviews, no new ratings, no emails, no new Patreons, but no less Patreons. Keeping it streamlined. And we're not on the charts. No one has sent us a single dollar on Venmo to tell <laughs> someone else. Fuck you. And uh, <laughs> damn, what's the number one movie in America? And if you get this wrong, you're racist. <laughs> Candyman. 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 Don't! <laughs> All right, go ahead. It's Candyman. It's Candyman. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Candyman opened at $22 million for the weekend. Ooh. It was expected to make $15 million. Ooh. But most importantly, mm-hmm. Nia DaCosta becomes the first black woman ever to direct a number one film. Wow. The first ever. And hold on, where's my... Ch- uh, Hallelujah. Some- <laughs> okay. yeah, there we go. Right. Fuck yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Very Nia, nice. Um... Never before has a black woman uh, directed a movie that debuted at number one or been number one in America. This is a big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, you know, several decades too late. Uh, yeah. But I I'm mean, glad that it happened. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't want to live in the world 
where that hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? This should have happened in like the seventies or something. Uh, <laughs> like... Every single person I've talked to has said this fucking slaps. Mm, nice. They said it's great. Um, I'm excited to see. It. I'm still not going back to theaters, but I'm fucking excited for when this happens, uh, when I can go see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's great. I'm just happy that that fucking milestone finally happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got fucking Kang. <laughs> it's got fucking Kang. Uh, what's the number two movie in America, Dan? Uh, I, I don't know. What was number one last week? Well, what the fuck was it? Well, it didn't cost money to get into. Or it did cost money. It wasn't free, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, because it wasn't the Suicide Squad. Yeah, it was Free Guy. Free Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free Guy. I forget that movie exists every week. And again, <laughs> again, people say it fucking slaps. I yeah. don't believe them for that one, but I hear that the, <laughs> it's actually great. Uh, nobody thought this was going to be dethroned in its second weekend. This movie had over two years of hype on it. Oh yeah, you know, they had you know Taika Waititi doing Korg talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone thought this was everyone thought uh, Ryan Reynolds was going to be unstoppable. Yeah, thirteen point two million, which means even if Candyman had gotten its fifteen million presumed, mm-hmm. uh, it still, still would have yeah. still would have beat it. Wow. That's a big fucking deal. Paw Patrol in third, Jungle Cruise in fourth, which uh, got a confirmed sequel with everyone coming back. Of course, <laughs> you Don't Breathe two, starring friend of the show Stephen Lang in fifth place. Word. Um, yeah, Holy the, uh, Free Guys seems to be doing so well. There, there already seems to be behind the scenes, at least unconfirmed talking of the director doing the next Deadpool. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, they're like they they like working with them. He he knows how to work with Ryan Reynolds. He knows the sense of humor, and everybody seems to love uh, how how we directed this movie. So absolutely, yeah. I like it. But most importantly, more, the most important thing we can say is Nia DaCosta becomes the first black woman to direct the number one film. Yeah. So fucking A. Um, isn't, uh, is she doing, was it the Marvels? I think she's doing something else like big with the I MCU. I hope so. Maybe? I hope she, and more than that, I hope that not only does she have her pick of projects going forward, mm-hmm. I hope that she gets to set a lot of her own terms. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm the number one director here. You're going to go along with me. Yeah. Um, couple trailers to talk about. Uh, the King's Man trailer came out. Word. Uh, I uh, I really like Kingsman. Mm-hmm. The first one I think is probably gonna stay in my top twenty movies for a very very long time. Word. Um, I saw um the Mister Sunday movies guys called it uh uh Elton John doing flips. Uh, I thought that was very <laughs> funny. Uh, I recently saw uh, an article kind of condemning Kingsman uh, or Kingsman one. Mm. Uh, for the uh, for the anal sex, uh, yeah, joke. that's been a thing. So I see a fly in like on the window on this <laughs> side, but it's behind the curtain. So if you get up there and you smack the curtain, it'll kill the fly. No, you got to stand up because it's crawling straight up. It's right where your hand is, but straight up. I don't care that much. I can't. All right, got all those equipment around me and stuff. I know, I lost it. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, so, Kingsman. Oh, uh, huh. By the way, uh, Nia DaCosta is directing the Marvels, becoming right. the youngest filmmaker to direct a Marvel film, beating the record set by Ryan Coogler. Uh, I don't think she's the youngest. Um, to direct a Marvel movie, yeah. No, no, no. Because um, what's-his-face, Favreau, I distinctly call- remember everyone calling him baby all the time. 
Yeah. Boo. Yeah. That was a swingers joke. Boo. That was a fucking swingers joke. When everyone calls wow. him baby. When everyone calls him baby. Wow. All right, hold on. <laughs> that uh, immediate jolt in the show is me stopping recording to kill that fucking fly. Now Returning it's triumphant. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm 8,000 times bigger than you, and I won. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, good. Uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say John Favreau is prob- probably, you know, the only infant that has directed Marvel, <laughs> yeah. but that's pretty cool. Yeah, She's going to be the youngest. An infant. <laughs> and coming into it with a lot of fucking clout, with like, mm-hmm. don't bring me any fucking attitude. I'm a number one director. Yeah, yeah. Marvel's uh, probably real happy they signed her early. <laughs> oh yeah i can imagine that she would... her price just went up by a couple mil i can only <laughs> hope that she has some small form of back end in her contract mm-hmm. i'm sure she doesn't but if she did because now just based on her yeah they're gonna get a bump yeah, yeah, yeah and that's pretty fucking exciting yeah just like they're doing with all of the the eternals marketing with like academy award-winning director yep. chloe Zhao. <laughs> yep. yeah all that uh i did not <laughs> I'm not super sold on the Kingsman trailer. Uh, mm. Kingsman, I loved one. I thought number two was fine. It's entertaining. Yeah. Uh, one, although at some time is problematic because of the anal sex thing, mm-hmm. um, I did enjoy that movie. I think it was um, original. I think it was nuanced. I think it was uh, it was fun. Yeah. I hadn't seen something like it before. This one kind of takes some of the uh, the poshness out of it because it is such a huge prequel i mean it's what like a hundred years yeah so it seems like it's world war one times because they're driving them cars um yeah uh but i also think that there's a lot of anachronistic shit in it because they're wearing like modern suits and some of the weapons mm. do not seem of the time but yeah. then again that whole that whole universe is anachronistic because you can shoot people in the head and bring them back with technology. So I have to assume they've yeah. always been kind of ahead of their time. Uh, Rasputin died uh, December 30th, 1916. So that makes sense. World, okay. World, World War One. Yeah. yeah. So I'm spot on. Fuck yeah, I'm smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. I'm close to this mic. I can hear myself kind of. And oh boy, did they make uh, him look like the real dude in the did trailer? Do a good job. Yeah, that looks just like him. For anybody listening, go to Wikipedia and look up <laughs> Yeah, just the photo on Wikipedia. Um, You're like, oh yeah, they they got that guy in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not. I think it looks funny. It looks very pithy. I like it, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm not super sold because the Kingsman has set a bar for me. Kingsman yeah. Two definitely lowered it. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, it kind of feels like. This one, especially with the Red Band trailer, uh, I get the sense that they're like, the the first one did really well, and then they got a bunch of studio notes on the second one, and it wasn't as well received, so this one they were like, alright, just do the thing that worked in the first one. Yeah, I hope they're back to form. Yeah. I sincerely hope that. Who came in here and moved my mic? <laughs> Swear to God. Alright, uh, the no t- speaking of uh, Ray Fiennes, uh, No Time to Die International trailer dropped. Um, yeah, it did. And it is very good. Mm-hmm. I am very excited for this movie. It looks like everything I loved about Casino Royale kind of back in it. Mm-hmm. I'd say the only detriment to me is like, I'm not the biggest fan of this Q. Because it's... Okay, yeah, young Q. Because the the thing I liked about Q in, in all the previous series is that he's like, he's old and pithy. 
Yeah. Like Bond is like the young pithy, but now they've kind of switched it. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be that he was like, oh, these this young and 007 doesn't know right. what he's doing. He's just or gonna like, get himself I've done in this trouble. So or... long. <laughs> yeah. I just want to fucking retire. Yeah. It's like you're my like seventh 007. Right. <laughs> so now this kid's like, can I just have a nice night? And yeah. it's like, shut try, the fuck just, up, you eleven year old prick. Yeah. Just try to bring back the car once. Right. Of course, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have an unlimited budget. This is not. <laughs> america we can't just blow up drones wherever we want um so yeah i am i'm not the biggest fan of this cue but uh maybe it'll be better in this one so far unimpressed Mm. but this movie looks fucking tits also on this note the original aston martin that they had lost years and years ago yeah has resurfaced and this was i did not know this either this has been like a big movie like thing like a big conspiracy for a long long time Mm. it's been missing for 25 years where the fuck did the original and it's believed to be valued at 25 million dollars at this point yeah because they build it with the gadgets in it yeah yeah Uh, it's it's undisputably like the the batmobile was but yeah they didn't even do like dummy ones like this one can actually fuck shit up (laughs) there's no bullets in it but it actually has like caltrops and flamethrowers um, yeah, it probably made so it could like fire blanks, so it would be realistic looking right. on camera. The, yeah, uh, yeah. The outlet that did the uh, story has simply stated it's been found. The VIN number has been corrected. Mm. No, it will not be returned anywhere. It is in a Middle East collector's um, garage, mm. and it will never be moved. Oh, am I right? Yep. That's that. It's one of those dudes who like paid four million dollars so his license plate number can be three. Right, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You know they do that in Texas every once in a while? Mm. They do, like, auctions for, like, really, like, unique plates. Like, Interesting. Like, sometimes it's, like, the single-digit one. They go for a couple grand. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, back to the trailer. I liked it. It does look like um, he's going to um, team up with Christoph Waltz in some way, if maybe just get information from him. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Rami Malek looks great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm again. I don't like how they keep trying to tie in. Yeah, they're, they're trying to retroactively marvel it, and they've done that in every movie since uh, Skyfall, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because yeah, was, Skyfall was like what was the one after Skyfall? Was that uh, Spectre? Yeah, that one. They that really was, fucking pushed <laughs> yeah. They tried to hammer. And you so over like the, the trailer is like every mission <laughs> has led to this, and I'm like the fuck it has. Sometimes yeah. he's just being James Bond. Yeah. Which kind of is, it's James Bond movies doing James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got Moonraker because of Star Wars. Like, right. it's, they, they follow whatever's, you know, making the most money sure. <laughs> in movies. They're like, we'll, we'll do a Bond version of that. <laughs> right. Uh, and this uh, has, has trailer adjacent. Uh, so one, uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer mm-hmm. is the most watched trailer of all time. Oh my God. Uh, be, and like... Has beat out the number of views that the Endgame trailer has. Wow. Uh, but right now, like, not even the same amount of time. Like, not yeah. till then, like, yeah, of all time. Yeah, theirs is total. Then yeah. <laughs> this one's had, like, uh, a week. And someone <laughs> edited one of the scenes, uh, and they put in <laughs> some music that I thought was great. I'm going to play it. <laughs> Hello, and they put in the original Doc Ock theme behind yeah, Doc yeah, yeah. Ock saying hello, oh. Peter. And that makes it a million times better. Yeah. I had, when I watched that clip the first time, I had that same emotional reaction uh, going off on a tangent uh, for the two Captain America boys show. Um, when 
they played Cap's theme for John Walker. Oh yeah, and I got angry. Yeah, I'm like that's You're not like, oh, him. He doesn't deserve no. that music. Right. <laughs> and now I'm seeing Doc Ock have, and like I know they're not going to use that music, but boy would mm. I be fucking happy if they used that music again. Yeah, also, legally they can. Also, I don't know if these this scene is correct because it's like Doc Ock comes out and goes hello Peter, and then Spider Man goes into his you know Black uh, Widow stance and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and then puts on iron spider yeah but it's like the same angle right. i of, hope it is of the of the george washington bridge yeah. that we already just saw like getting blown up by pumpkin bombs so it's right. at least out of order right so i mean yeah right so yeah. I, my, my point is <laughs> what the fuck is dr octopus gonna do against an iron spider-man and i hope they don't nerf out spider-man for this mm. because iron spider-man has the nanotech suit that can build anything peter wants <laughs> yeah. not to mention like his regular suit can electrify shit so he can just fucking electrocute the motherfucker but the iron yeah. sp- i hope he's that's the same tech that made thanos bleed right exactly <laughs> like and Th- i've seen thanos with like f- five out of the six stones right like... and we've already talked about uh you know uh dr octopus already <laughs> being able to take too much damage mm-hmm. but i mean he's basically wearing an Iron Man suit, and then has Spider-Man strength on top of it. Yeah. And I'm going to point out that Spider-Man strength in the MCU is more than the other universes. Like, he is mm. very yeah, yeah, yeah. strong. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Very fucking <laughs> strong. So, I don't know what the fuck he thinks he's going to do. It's like, everyone's <laughs> like, oh my god, it's Dr. Octopus. I'm like, it better be him for 12 seconds, and then him on the fucking ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would go so far as to say is, I bet Peter could just rip those motherfucking arms off. Yeah, probably. You know? Yeah, I saw one of the memes was like, hello, Peter. And then, and then it goes to him, he's like, activate instant kill mode. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> he's sure like, activate yeah. instant what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got instant kill mode. Just put one of you. Look, the, the fact of the matter is, you got four arms, too, and yours instantly kill people. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. I do it again. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hello, Peter. Hello, Peter. Uh, I also, uh, someone Danny else. Danny Elfman, man. Right? That shit holds up. Someone else pointed out that, um, oh, they're definitely not getting that music back. Uh, <laughs> someone pointed out uh, two things about this This little clip I've seen is that one, the arms have the red light, not the blue light. Mm. So if you remember in Spider-Man 2, when yeah, they're yeah. red, they're in control of him. Yeah. And yeah. when they're blue, he's in control of them. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily wipe out his character arc when he like turns good again and forces his. Mm. He's just an alternate universe version yeah, yeah, yeah. where he didn't. He, like he never turned back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, the fact someone's pointing out that the suit that uh, Peter is wearing in this is the exact same suit that uh, Tobey Maguire wears uh, in almost all of Spider-Man Three. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I think that's a stretch. I think now they do look almost identical. Yeah. I I think they're. They just happen to be wearing navy suits. Yeah. But it would be funny if there's a reason why he's wearing that suit. It, someone pointed out that, like, it is spot on. But it's also such a bland suit. I could see a costume designer being like, what's the blandest, most innocuous color suit we can put this kid in? Yeah. So we'll see. What if? What if? What if? What if? It's not the Iron Spider suit that was the thing that was CG'd, and it was Tom Holland's face. What if that's a Tobey Maguire scene <laughs> oh, that's that they cool. CG'd Tom Holland into? And he's like, hello, Peter. And he's talking to Tobey Maguire. Yeah. I like that. Oh. 
I like that. The only reason that that like the only way it would make sense is again it could be just out of order if he sees him in the Spider-Man suit first right. and then says hello Peter and then he like comes out of it and he's like who the fuck are you? I like the idea of he, it's actually Tobey <laughs> Maguire in that suit. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> all right, moving on. <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible Seven mm-hmm. is suing their own insurance company. Little boy, the film uh, that they got for the film. Yeah. Um, due to the losses they incurred during having to shut down so many times for COVID. Mm-hmm. If you remember, um, <laughs> just stand up, amazing guy Tom Cruise that has never ever mm-hmm. stand up on couches, guy. Uh, stand up on couches, guy uh, has never ever kept any people on a slave ship before. Had that, you know, um, that freak out. Do I have a, hold on, do I have a recording of that? I might have a recording of that. Fuck you! Oh, no, oh, that's, oh, wait, that's a different freak out. Fuck you! Oh, that's a copy of Christian Bale's freak out. Fuck you! That's a different A-list actor on the movie set. He got it, crew. Uh, he had a freak out where he, you know, told people, like, don't fuck around with this. But anyway, um... Uh, a quote from the from the production says, Paramount suffered significant losses and damages covered by the policy when it was forced to suspend and post down, uh, postpone production of Mission Impossible 7 due to closure orders affecting mm-hmm. different filming locations, cast illnesses, and the need to protect the cast. It goes on and on. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, they're suing them for like the max amount, which is $100 million, which was the entire insurance policy. Now, the co- insurance company, who is a federal insurance company, mm. They're like, go fuck yourself. Well, they to God shit. They paid them out five million Mm. and said, according to your coverage, this is a limited category of coverage, and here's Mm. what it falls under. Um, And I'm kind of torn because one, fuck every insurance company. Yeah, fuck every insurance company and its stupid fucking ass. Mm -hmm. They're all fucking crooks. (laughs) Two, fuck Tom Cruise because he had a slave ship. but I, I see where Paramount's coming, but they knew. Like, they knew. Yeah. It's like you. It's like the story yeah, of, you like... you could have just not done production during a it's, pandemic. It's like the guy who, you know, insures his cigars and smokes them and says, hey, they were lost in a series of small fires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, you knew you were going to get shut down. Yep. Uh, I think that suing for the max amount you can get is a little shitty. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe byline split the cost. Yeah. But I have to imagine they started production in the middle of COVID. Yeah. It is a worldwide pandemic. You start it in a storm. You cannot be upset that you got wet. On the other hand, (laughs) fuck every insurance company. Give them the money. Give them the goddamn money. I want to see MI7 quicker. Yep. (laughs) So there's my take on that. Uh, Frank Oz Mm. recently did a a really long interview in which he said, uh, and it was really great because it really went in depth in some of the stuff that he has not uh, done a voice for Disney or Star Wars in like 11 years. Oh, wow. And uh, he basically is saying Disney does not want him. Oh. They want nothing to do with him because he really goes on to talk about old school Muppets and mm-hmm. old school Yoda. Yeah, and yeah, talks yeah. about how like, you know, you worked with directors because you were that character. And he's like, we gave him the soul. He says he cannot stomach seeing a modern Muppets anything. Mm. Or modern Yoda, he's like, there's no soul. There is a script and there is an actor reading it. Yeah. And that, like, Disney a long time ago was like, look, you're either going to get with the program or you're going to get out. <laughs> and he and was like, peace. <laughs> you know, he's very much of the mind is like, Oscar the Grouch would not say this. This is not mm-hmm. in his character. Yeah, 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 it yeah. needs to be changed. This is not what Miss Piggy is. Yeah. You're fundamentally changing her because you want it to be more commercial. Mm-hmm. And Disney's like, 
Yes. (laughs) Spot on, funny man. Do your fucking noises or we'll get one of a billion other people that can. Yeah. Shitty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to tell Disney who just paid $4 billion for a property that they're trying to just make more money out of it. Like, yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. Right. That is the, the game of American capitalism. Yeah. He goes on to say that he's not annoyed when people come up to him and do the Yoda voice, but you know, he is annoyed that like, he's not yoda anymore and when you see yoda now it's not that same character he says there's a it's more than just syntax there's there's a way that yoda speaks and a way that yoda expresses himself that there's a nuance that's lost and the soul of the character is gone and i'm like yeah you're actually fucking spot on when i think of yoda uh in empire strikes back Mm -hmm. you know that the very, you know, sagey kind of one goofy yeah, when you find him. He's he's he comes off wise. Right. Like that the scene before and the oh shit, am I fucking up? Is this which one did did Luke go in the cave? Was that Empire or Jedi? I'm terrible. Uh what was it? I think it was Empire. Empire, right? Okay, was, yeah, yeah, he Because was... Yoda only just quickly dies in Jedi. If yeah. I'm wrong, someone email me. Nobody will. Uh so in Empire <laughs> like before he goes into the cave, when Yoda is just kind of looking at the ground, digging in the dirt with a stick, and he's like, your weapons, you won't need them. It's like, that's a real thing. That is yeah, not someone yeah. act, you know, doing a puppet, reading a line. He is embodying this fucking puppet. Yeah. And that's something like, that's you're going to bring those in there, and it's going to make everything worse. Right. And like, when you think I know of... I'm not going to be able to change your mind for you, but I'm, I'm going to tell you what what yep. you should do when you think of last <laughs> jedi yoda do with it. he's a cartoon character and not just because yeah. he's only animated uh, <laughs> yeah. but because like yeah it is just a puppet facing you faces yeah. sitting down he's not really doing anything yeah three quarters that, the <laughs> camera like a cartoon yeah. and yeah and it's it's not great and i'm like damn frank oz is spot the fuck on and they should should have worked with him yep. uh speaking of disney plus mm. or disney in general uh, a good thing they're doing instead of not hiring frank oz is they're developing a sequel to 1991's The Rocketeer. Okay. And not that I give a fuck about The Rocketeer, <laughs> but I would care about the fact that The Return of The Rocketeer will focus on the Tuskegee Airmen becoming the hero. Ooh, okay. Heroes in this cool. case. Um, that it's going to be black-led, black-directed. Word. Because it was, I was almost... Say, so I'm guessing uh, Favs isn't, uh, right. isn't directing this one. Well, <laughs> when I saw the headline, I'm like, oh, this is going to be why the fuck do we need this this week? But I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. I like when these stories are given a, a, a different perspective. Yeah. Because every sequel that happens after a long amount of time is typically soulless, shitty, and a money grab or a yeah. lack of ip yeah or just trying to do the same thing that is now like an old and out of the you know consciousness and doesn't make sense for the times anymore if you gave this to a young hot shot you know white director Mm -hmm. he's gonna remake the rocketeer because he grew up watching the rocketeer yeah just with like bigger cg or something right you know so i i dig this and i'm happy to see it happening word yeah give it to somebody who actually like has a an important story to tell <laughs> oh, it's <that's> good coffee. <laughs> um, not friend of the show, Elijah Wood, <laughs> but I'm working on it. <laughs> not yet, friend, not of, yet the show. friend <laughs> of the show. <laughs> in, a, in a very weird, off-brand way, I kind of work for him, but we're not going to talk about that. Elijah, <laughs> I do have a matching tattoo with him. Uh, <laughs> uh, said he really wants to be in another cinematic universe, okay, whether it be Marvel or Star Wars. Okay, is he missing them paychecks? Uh, I think he's just <laughs> taking a long enough break where he's ready. I don't think okay. he needs the yeah, money. Yeah, that's fair. 
he he does seem to enjoy doing big production stuff. You know, when you're in something like Lord of the Rings, which I am currently rewatching over and over right now, <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like your royalty checks are bigger than like most other people's. I think he's mm. fine, and he's always doing. She's making indie films. He's producing. Yeah, that's he's true. He's on the board of a Fantastic Fest. Yeah, um, he's always doing <laughs> something. Uh, but I, I like all these articles that are speculating who he could be. Mm. Uh, my favorite so far is like a very tiny little Silver Surfer. Because Silver Surfer is an alien. Why should he have the same proportions as a human? <laughs> right. And like to Galactus, he wouldn't tell the difference between someone who's five foot or seven foot. Oh, yeah. Or it's, ants. Yeah, exactly. It's a slightly smaller ant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if you just silvered his face, I'm sure with those proportions, you know, it would look pretty, you know, otherworldly. Oh, it's got those really giant funny. eyes. And like, oh, he could be an actual short Wolverine, right? Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I keep thinking of the meme they took at Fantastic Fest of him driving the scooter with his hair, <laughs> just like doll that up to be like Silver Surfer on his board. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna try to do that. Oh, anyway, they made Silver Surfer's board had little handles on. Oh, perfect. Yeah, make it make it an e scooter. Perfectly. He's just smoking a cigarette in space. Yeah. <laughs> just projecting a bubble of oxygen around so we can burn it. Anyway, Elijah, if you're listening, uh, we need to interview you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when asked when he's going to let his son uh, see the Lord of the Rings, which, by the way, means I lost a $5 bet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, he says uh, around seven or eight, he says that him he mm. himself started watching horror films around uh, five, which is not a great judge of character <laughs> of his parents. Explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he loves horror films. Man. Yep. Uh, but uh, he says seven or eight is when uh, he thinks it's appropriate to show his son Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like fantasy adventure. It's sure. not, you know, there's it's a little bloody. Yeah, there's there's stakes, but it's not right. The only romance is between him and uh, Samwise Gamgee. So. <laughs> uh, Jason Statham is joining the cast of Miramax's, which I can't believe is still a thing. No, uh, Miramax's big budget thriller, The Beekeeper. Okay. Uh, bringing uh, bringing his record of box office success to the upcoming film, says the tagline. Uh, the studio is really pushing it. Oh, this is really different. This is really modern. Mm-hmm. Young people are really going to dig this. I'm like, then why make it about a beekeeper? Um, <laughs> yeah. All I can say is, like, I'm out unless it's a direct sequel to The Wicker Man. <laughs> then I'm oh, fucking in. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Oh, the bees! <laughs> Killing me won't bring back your honey! <laughs> Oh, the bees. Um, oh, you want some more bees? <laughs> that was a pretty good statement. Thank you. <laughs> I'm kind of impressed. I was, I was trying to, I was just like lock stock or snatch, like that, trying to get the <laughs> old British. Yeah. Yeah. Two minutes, Turkish. <laughs> Steal them sausages. <laughs> that was really good. Um, that was good. That made my day. All right. Um, there's this weird thing going on with Dave Bautista. There usually is. Um, <laughs> yeah. he's uh, always doing stuff, and I think I kind of understand things online, right? Well, there, there's like the the headline version is that he has you know a problem with John Cena and like a beef with John Cena. No, yeah. all right, but I don't think that's true because here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Basically, someone on Twitter, you know, messaged him as like, "Hey man, like what I want to see is like, wouldn't it be great if you and John Cena did a did a movie together? Mm-hmm. Since you were both WWE wrestlers at the same time, and he just he, re- he re- said, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and then, like, a day later, when this story started snowballing, he's like, 
Later clarified, he's like, quote, just prefer not to be lumped in, nothing personal. And then I realized he had answered this the same way when asking about uh, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, he just, he doesn't want to be like the, the right. wrestling team up movie. Right. He wants and to be an actual actor. He also, you know, he retired officially and he hadn't done it for a while. retired officially from wrestling in 2019. Yeah. And uh, it's not uncommon for people to come back. And he's like, under no uncertain terms am I ever getting back in a wrestling ring. <laughs> yeah. So I think a couple he's, things. He's fucking done. From an earlier yeah. interview, we know that he was broke when he got Guardians because yeah. he stopped wrestling. Yep. So I think the wrestling world kind of did him dirty in some way. I think he was a big wrestling superstar. Mm-hmm. He didn't really get his due like he was supposed to. Yeah. I think he's, you know, rightfully embittered about it. I yeah. would be too. And I think that's the last thing he wants is press where it's like these wrestling stars. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> if, if I was a star during wrestling, I should have gotten paid like it. <laughs> and I certainly wasn't. I'm a movie star. Right. John Cena commented on it because people come to ask. He's like, hey, man, I think Dave Bautista is a brilliant actor. If he ever wants to do anything, I'm mm. down. Oh, now, what a sweet, <laughs> sweet John heart. Cena yeah. recently, uh, the last SummerSlam, the one that just happened for mm. WWE, returned. Word. <laughs> and it was the most watched SummerSlam of all time. Word. So I think that... Yeah, maybe that was why he was just like, nah, he's getting back into the wrestling thing. I don't want to even be tangentially involved. that Dave Bautista put in his dues to be like a wrestling megastar. Yeah. And they wouldn't give him the chance like they did John Cena and The Rock. Mm. That's what I think. So he's like, fuck it, I'll be an actor. I think he's thriving at it. And he doesn't want to He doesn't want to look in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Again, he's like, nothing yeah. personal. And I believe that. Yeah. And I don't fucking blame him. Yeah, I like Dave Bautista more than I like John Cena. Yeah, he's about to do a fucking buddy cop movie with fucking Jason Momoa. Yeah, (laughs) not a wrestler. Not a wrestler. Another big, (laughs) big Jack dude. But did you watch The Old Guard on Netflix? Yes, I loved The Old Guard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Veronica Mahoney is stepping in as the director of The Old Guard Two. Old Guard Two. Um, she has never directed before, but she has second unit directed The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Um, she knows how to make expensive right. things look pretty. And the entire cast is returning. Every single Word. one of them. All right. Which is very cool. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I guess it's it's more of like an adapt because you've got the visual style and it's you know you've you've got a, a volume or two depending on how much they want to do of yeah. essentially already storyboards yeah. done. Everyone's going to start you know? somewhere. This world's already built. She yeah. just has to tell the story. Yeah, I love exactly. It. I'm for it. I think it's great. Yeah, and they've got who was the uh, the writer? Was it Greg Rucka? Maybe, um, mm. the the writer of the comic like worked oh, worked good. on it very nice. closely on the t- on the first one, and uh, is assuming he's coming back the same kind of capacity on the next you know next uh, version. Solid. Yeah. All so right. you've already got experts in the room. Like, yeah, give somebody a chance to. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I always thought like, how do you become a director like everyone's got to be a first-time director so i i recently mm. talked to award-winning filmmaker krista ref about this Mm-mm. about how like every production company sees first-time director and says fuck no <laughs> yeah that, like, well, i guess especially when there's like hundreds of millions of dollars involved <laughs> right but then how do you get your start you know yeah marvel sees that problem and they're like how about second time director <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> uh these next three stories were all in the running to be news to lighten the moods but didn't make it because of something else but, okay uh, one author George R. R. Martin is producing a short is, has produced the short film 
Night of the Cooters, directed by Vincent D'Onofrio, which, like, that headline alone fucking got me. George R.R. Martin's... Book fans are sure to be happy about this. I have that. I I literally have written down, but write the fucking book. George R.R. Martin produced the short film Night of the Cooters, directed by Vincent D'Onofrio, with animation from Trioscope Studios, known for their seamless um live action and animation together in like one composite shot it's a sci-fi and western live action and animation 20 to 30 minutes long uh i say it's pretty cool because like um george r R. martin says like this was a labor of love because sometimes you read something and it just needs to be made for the world and it's like who the fuck makes short films anymore except people hoping to never be short or you know first time directors anymore yeah yeah, yeah. vincent d'onofrio doesn't need to do this george R. R. martin doesn't need to do this i bet this is going to be incredible yeah because they're like here's a concise story it's only 20 minutes long it had to be made they're gonna put it out they're hoping to just play it at uh movie festivals i know at least one that'll play it yeah Um, (laughs) good for them and then i have a note here it says uh but write the fucking book yeah (laughs) yeah do you remember uh, the basis for the film coming out that's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? Uh, yes. Oh, fuck. Who is it? Who um, is it? Oh, it's uh, Nick Cage, right? Oh, the yeah. Bees! yeah. Killing <laughs> me won't bring back your honey! Um, yeah. Uh, Nick Cage, uh, apparently, you know, everyone thought this wasn't going to happen anymore, but they at CinemaCon that just happened... Uh, and I had a bunch of CinemaCon news, but I, I delete it because it's basically like you see trailers early or like early cuts of trailers mm-hmm. at CinemaCon. Yes, and then for like insiders and investors yeah. and that kind of People stuff. People that yeah. work at theaters. I've never gotten to go and that's, you know, bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm just going to read what somebody wrote about this, because if you remember, <laughs> this is a, a film called <laughs> The Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. Of Nick Cage being Nick Cage, kind of, because it's like as if live action stuff was actually happening to him. So, various snippets of Nick Cage's movie roles, everything from Con Air to National Treasure to even Ghost Rider. Then picking up in the modern day, uh, Nick Cage's agent, who uh, is played by NPH, by the way, uh, talks about his acting and and he wants to retire. He tells... uh, He tells someone to tell the trades it was a tremendous... Uh, honor to be a part of storytelling and myth making. MPH's character convinces him to take a role for a million dollars, playing his role for a billionaire, Javi. Pedro Pascal's Javi <laughs> talks to Cage about his favorite movies. Javi has a wax statue of Nicolas Cage, which Cage offers to buy for pennies. Some scenes of Nick Cage doing performances with Javi, after more scenes, it culminates into them holding golden guns on each other which i have to imagine that's <laughs> it's a face-off reference, a face-off yeah, reference. Yeah. i bet those are the guns from face-off oh they gotta be I mean, he probably just has them <laughs> yeah javi says you're the last person i want to kill nick cage doesn't want to kill javi either javi says i fucking love you cage says i love you montage <laughs> of many many scenes all playing to nick cage yelling his name for about 15 <laughs> seconds <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's like the best thing ever. <laughs> then the teaser ends on Javi and Nick Cage in the pool trying to properly say a-hole. <laughs> there is nothing about this movie I don't like so far. I want every part of it. I want this batshit thing in my life. Uh, gotta see that movie. Yeah. Gotta see it. Mm-hmm. I would brave COVID for that movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, 
all eight Harry Potter movies are returning to HBO Max for streaming next month. Yeah. This was a really big deal because like HBO yeah, Max the... promised them and then Peacock got them because of rights. Yeah, previous licenses that hadn't run out and contracts that hadn't yeah worked their way all the way and through And I bring yet. this up for two reasons. One, I like to watch <laughs> the Harry Potter films on repeat. And two, mm-hmm. I just read an article that says if you watch the same medium over and over and over again, it's indicative of poor mental health. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh, it's time for Jan News. I have more mental health. <laughs> uh, um, well, you're talking to the guy who's been watching The Simpsons to fall asleep to since Disney Plus was a thing. That's different. <laughs> Falling asleep, then. Not to say you don't have poor mental health. <laughs> but when you just sit there and zombify and watch the same thing over and over again, it's specifically because you can't handle out- any more outside stressors and you're mm-hmm. in a world you know what's going to happen and you can control. Oh, yeah. Oh, I live on YouTube most uh most days. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, so I thought so with the uh, the No Time to Die uh, new trailers coming out, so they released a, a U.S. one and an international one because uh, they have different release dates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I went back and I was like, man, what is the timeline on all of like the the events and the pushbacks and the marketing campaigns and everything that went on so i did a little timeline uh that got a little ridiculous so the first big thing that they did (laughs) no time to die by eon productions had a launch event for bond 25 yeah they didn't have a title yet uh, they just called it the Bond 25 launch event. No title to show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with like cast and crew interviews and they were like in Jamaica to say that part of the movie was done in Jamaica. They had like the, the Aston Martin that they showed off and like all of the stuff, the big, you know, huge launch event, um, was April 25th of 2019. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So over two years it's, ago. To like, Two and a half years ago, Good yeah. Lord. Then, uh, in August twentieth, twenty nineteen, they finally released a thirty second video that was the title reveal. That was just a black and white, uh, <laughs> a black and white silhouette. You know, Bond walking across, doing the like, you know, shooting the gun at the camera down the barrel thing, and then just showed no time to die, and that was the whole video. That was August 20th, so that was uh, a a week and a half more than two years ago. Right. Then they released the first teaser on December 1st of 2019. (laughs) Still in 2019. Uh, Three days later, they put out the first actual trailer. So still (laughs) December 4th, 2019. Right. Um, First trailer, uh, the teaser and the trailer both said it's coming out April. It's uh, April 2nd in the UK. Right. They get it a week before everybody else because it's a Bond movie and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in February, so before the world went to shit, yeah, uh, they released uh, a month and a half before the intended release date. Uh, they released the Billie Eilish theme song, right? The uh, the actual recording. And a week later, in February 18th, she performed it at the Brit Awards, which is yeah. probably one of the last live big events. If I didn't know it was called the Brit Awards, I would think that's like a slur for that award show. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> right. Brit Awards. Yeah. And it's capitalized, so I'm wondering if it's also like, it's like a cheeky acronym. It probably is. Like the B-R-I-T yeah. Awards. Um, 
which actually her live performance on that was what got me into finally listening to Billie, Billie Eilish's Eilish. like sure. catalog and stuff. Sure. I was like, oh, she's actually the goods. Okay, cool. Um, then three weeks later, March 4th, they delayed it the first time. <laughs> sure. Movie delayed from April 10th to November 12th. So half a year, they were like, all right, by November, everything should be back to normal. (laughs) Sure. Then, uh, what was that? So that was in March. They delayed it to November. October rolls around. They're like, oh, this isn't going away. (laughs) So they delayed it the second time from November back to April again. So it's like full year of delay. Yeah. That was in October. November... The theme song gets nominated for a Grammy. That's absurd. <laughs> September second trailer comes out because they're like, "All right, we're coming up to no, to you know, right. we know it's going to be April, but we want people to re- remember that this thing's still coming out." A couple of months later, January twenty first to twenty twenty one, movie gets delayed the third time from April to October eighth. Right. Uh, then February the next month, they were like, "Okay." We know we said it was October 8th, but the UK is still going to get it early. Uh, they're going to get it September 30th. Then a month after they <laughs> delayed it for the third time, uh, the song uh, theme song wins the Grammy and becomes the only song from a movie to win where the movie has not, not been released yet, yeah. because of the COVID rule changes. Otherwise, it would have been disqualified. Sure. sure. Uh, and then today they released the final trailer that is sticking to the September 30th in the we'll UK see. and October 8th for the US. We'll see. There's various dates in various other places. I'm really proud you got through that with me blasting the theme song. <laughs> I thought that was going to throw you for sure. <laughs> I had to rewind it twice. <laughs> yeah. It's two and a half years of press events and things getting released and big announcements and getting delayed and delayed and delayed again. <laughs> Alright. I hope we just blew out someone's fucking eardrum for that. That was fucking dumb. Uh, so that's the no time to die stuff. Um, and then while, um, while I was looking at headlines sure. for doing research... Uh, one of the headlines, it just, it made me, like, sigh deeply for people who write headlines in things. Sure. And this comes from Variety. I would expect this kind of headline Ooh. from, like, a, a new blogger who thinks they're clever. I've been in Variety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do a lot of Draft House stuff. And nice. they did one year on the Fantastic Fest and, like, mm. specifically on the, the events that happened there, which I'm in charge of. and. It was like pictures of me throwing events in there. Nice. It's only online though. Word. All right, good. Uh, So whoever wrote this headline, uh, shame on you. Uh, Box office, Candyman scaring off the competition with Mm. projected $20.7 million opening weekend. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. Because it's a horror movie. Get it? Huh? Huh? That's in variety. Anyway. Yeah, not fantastic. Do do better, editors. Do better. I was I was gonna say who, the, who who wrote the article, but I'm like that headline wasn't by the person who wrote the article. Right, yeah, <laughs> it's somebody else. What else you got? Uh, Donnie Yen, who's coming up in John Wick Four, uh, has apparently like nothing but the best 
things to say about uh, working on the movie and the people making it. Uh, He was interviewed with a collider this week. Keanu Reeves is not going to allow a toxic work environment. No. He will put your (laughs) ass out. Yeah. Um, So Donnie uh, Donnie Yen, who is one of the world's foremost martial artist, action star, the world over, like legend. He's Chariot, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's Chirrut. Um, he's a uh, was it Ip Man? Those yep. movies, like he's just uh, he's yeah, legend. Uh, so coming from him, I, I feel like this means a ton. Uh, he said, uh, "I have to take this opportunity to express my utmost appreciation for Chad Stahelski and Keanu Reeves. Uh, <laughs> they're they're just lovely men, gentlemen. They've got a big heart." Keanu's got a good soul and a good man. Of course he does. Uh, Chad is also a very good man, very knowledgeable. People think of him as a brilliant action guy, but he's not just that. He understands films. He's a film librarian. He knows what's going on. Uh, I'm having the best time working with them in this movie, more than any previous Hollywood movies. So I want to, uh, wanted to express my appreciation. Um, then he went, to, uh, went on to uh, specifically talk about Keanu saying uh, he's great it's more than I expected he's the guy he does everything himself he puts in the hours he put in the work and he can do it he's no joke I have wow. respect I have that respect for him and he's just a cool guy to be around and work with so like Aww. legend Donnie Yen is like yeah he's the goods oh makes me happy and like made sure to go out of his way to let people know that that's what he feels about it nice. you know that's just awesome i'm not gonna retell my keanu reeves story on this show for the 10th time but i will <laughs> say he's a sweet ass fucking dude yeah um one thing i i forgot to chime in with earlier uh the Kingsman red band trailer yeah is apparently so red band that when you try to watch it on youtube uh it does the like <laughs> warning thing oh, that you yeah. have to click through. It yeah. says this video may be inappropriate for some users. And I didn't you have even to think click. it was that bad. No. I've seen way worse ones. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. Right. And then um bunch of stuff is coming out. Uh DC fandom uh, is coming yeah. up like next month, I think. It's like their D twenty three kind of thing. Yeah. Which is only like their second one, because I guess they used to do a live thing, All right. but they invented this for the the COVID times. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they just confirmed uh, that the second trailer for the Batman cool. is going to come out because the first trailer came out and the first fandom. That movie and Bond better be fucking amazing with how much time they've had to edit it. Yeah, right. Um, and it looks like we're going to get some uh, footage, maybe a trailer for Black Adam. Cool. Which I don't think we've seen any footage for yet. Uh-uh. Um, and then they're promising stuff from uh, The Flash, oh. uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Don't care. And Shazam, Fury of the Gods. That I care about. Yeah. I don't uh, care along about, with a bunch of other like, TV and animation. I don't care about half of Aquaman. And, I don't care about about one quarter of The Flash. <laughs> yeah. And they had a, like, a bunch of TV stuff, a bunch of video game stuff. So yeah. they've got a, a ton of stuff that they're going to be talking oh, about. But I'm, uh, I'm excited for some trailers. What else you got? Um, and I think uh, I think we can call it at that for for Dan News for this week. Why the fuck do we need this in the world? I forget what the fuck the movie's called, but there's a movie coming out about <laughs> this girl had like this tweet thread. Mm. Um, do you remember you know what I'm talking about? Like it was like she was like she's a she's a sex worker, um, and then she like went for a weekend, um, 
I think it's called Zola. Okay. Uh, she went for a weekend with this girl she had just met to Florida, and they have like this wacky two day adventure, um, and it's all based off this article that was done on the tweet thread, and it's like it's there's like murder, there's money, yeah. there's, there's drugs. Yeah, it's, it's called like, Zola. Thank you, uh, and that looks incredible, and I'm excited for that movie. No, I'm not excited for it. This <laughs> Dennis Rodman movie. Oh my god! I, think I yeah. saw you post about this. Yep. Dennis Rodman is doing a, making a movie about his 40-hour <laughs> bender in Las Vegas mm-hmm. during the Chicago Bulls 1998 championship run. Yeah. Um, uh, this is while he was dating Carmen Electra. I said the only way I would watch this is if Carmen Electra plays her own 1998 self, and no one says <laughs> anything about it. Uh, Dennis Rodman's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He's, a, uh, you know, accused multiple times of sexual assault. Yep. Um, not to mention, like, being best friends with a, a horrible, horrible dictator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, like, using the publicity of going and doing North Korean propaganda to try and sell his own cryptocurrency. Yeah. Very like, bad. There's just so many layers of awful human that like that, I dude. do not give a fuck. Maybe if they made like a thirty for thirty about it, like somebody right. else was doing it and he wasn't involved. Sure, it, I might watch that. But... Although it does make me, it does remind me of like this is Howard Stern interview where he talks about how uh, he had to go into an emergency room one time, mm. and they put him in a gown, and one by one, different nurses would come in and like check him out, and mm. he realized that like five or six nurses had come in, moved his gown, and like inspected his penis. Yeah, and then walked away just because they all wanted to see how big it was, mm-hmm. which I, you know, is assault, and I don't condone. But it's, you know, yeah, it's funny. Well, <laughs> Fuck it's, that dude. It's a give and a take, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna end on a good note. It's time to lighten the mood before we go. Remember when I how I feel about Tom Cruise? <laughs> Guess what happened to Tom Cruise? Oh, <clears throat> the headline is Tom Cruise is reportedly livid over the robbery. Of his bodyguard's BMW in Birmingham, England, <laughs> where the actor is currently filming MI7. <laughs> We're finishing, I guess. Uh, amid his busy filming schedule, Cruz encountered another setback with his bodyguard's BMW X7 was reportedly stolen. Uh, Cruz's top-notch <laughs> security team is said to have been left embarrassed over the unfortunate incident. The BMW limo features a keyless entry and ignition system using wireless transmitters. As such, <laughs> the thieves the <laughs> are suspected to have used a scanner to intercept the vehicle's signals and get inside the car and drive away, which is the most mission impossible <laughs> thing I could fucking think of. How do you, as a multi-millionaire, uh-huh. not have a sense of humor about someone mi seven <laughs> your fucking car? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. Dun, 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 dun. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, it could be like something from the original show where people will be like, oh, that'll never happen. That won't be a thing. Yeah, he had thousands of dollars in luggage stolen. Apparently, he was like living out of this limo. Tom had oh been driving God. around in the car uh, while in Birmingham, and some of, and most of his luggage and belongings were inside when it was taken. And one source said, it's since been recovered, the car, mm. uh, by oh, police. it's gone. Because it was equipped with an electronic tracking device, but everything inside it had been gone. So, fuck you, Tom Cruise. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. If you don't have uh, a sense of humor as someone stealing your limo <laughs> while yeah. you're doing your super spy movie. Yeah. You don't need that luggage. Unless that luggage is full of your thetans or like all, the, all the pencils you've been floating with your mind. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. 
yeah, like how many, yeah, how many like uh, personal, you. you know, heirloom things that are irreplaceable do you bring to live on the movie set that right. you leave in the car? Like, I'm sure all that shit's replaceable, and you're working on right. your literally seventh one of these gigantic movies right. that you get paid millions for. Yeah, <laughs> like, has grossed a billion and you get back end on. Yeah. Fuck you, nobody gives a shit. It's just funny. It yeah, and funny. I'm sure you got like three different types of insurance on it Unless too. Unless the like... script wasn't there and that's why you're mad. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, what if That'd we get great. a leak of a script because his bodyguards didn't <laughs> didn't want to use a key. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think it's them wanting to. I think <laughs> yeah. you're given the limo you're given by the company. Yeah. It's probably, you know, they thought it was fancier than it was. Oh, All fuck, right. That's funny. It is funny. It really lightened my mood. Thank you so much to everyone who listened to this episode. Thanks, Dan, for being here. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can burp up some of this yingling. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Can't force it. You can shoot us. Can't any... record after eating. <laughs> Can't. Can't. Can't do that. You can shoot us any thoughts, <laughs> concerns, criticisms, or sponsorship opportunities at 5 by 5 at gmail.com. 5 by 5 film at gmail.com, rather. Mm. You can find us on Facebook with all the red hot memes at 5 by 5 the movies. Thank you, Dan, Benjamin, the 5 by 5 podcast network, and the entire team at Fireside. And I'm going to let Jathan, Jason Statham say, go ahead and roll credits. <laughs> go ahead and roll credits. <laughs> Fuck you! 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 Fuck